I'm Heidi Harris. Welcome to the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this three times a week. Well, usually. Sometimes I only get to it twice. It depends. You can subscribe at iTunes for free, Heidi Harris Show. And you can check out my live radio broadcast weekdays, 8 to 10 a.m. at 670 a.m. KMZQ in Las Vegas. So if you can't get enough of me, who could blame you, right? I continue to do this podcast in addition to my live show because many of you have requested it, and I've got tens of thousands of people who do listen to the show. So please continue to do so. I appreciate it very much. Let's check in with our sponsor, Donna Francavilla, and then we're going to talk a little Kavanaugh and how I was wrong. What? The Heidi Harris Podcast is heard by tens of thousands of listeners because she's sassy, funny, and lovable. If you'd like to place your message on the podcast, I'll help you get started. I'm Donna Francavilla, owner of Frankly Speaking Communications. I'll voice your message for you for just $100, recorded, edited, and submitted as a special offering. Let me help you tell your story. Write to me at DonnasNiceVoice.com. That's DonnasNiceVoice.com. I'm going to say something I rarely say. I was wrong about the situation with Kavanaugh. I was wrong about the fact that I felt Trump was caving in to the Democrats to allow an FBI investigation. And I was wrong to think that the FBI could not get their investigation done in a timely manner. One of the things that I forgot, obviously not working for the FBI, is they've got a lot of people who can go out and do these interviews and get this paperwork in on time, and they did a fantastic job of doing so. As you know, the Kavanaugh investigation was wrapped up pretty quickly, and apparently, from what I understand, it's about 1,600 pages of interviews and various things that the senators have had a chance to look at. Now, of course, this has not been released because it's not the media's business what happened during the investigation. It is the business of the Senate, the senators who will vote to confirm Kavanaugh. And it looks at this point as if he's going to be confirmed. I hope they do it without Jeff Flake. We don't know. Heidi Heitkamp is going to vote against him. We don't care. She's going to be out of the Senate anyway at this point. So it's been an interesting process. And even though the Democrats are now complaining and saying that this was an unfair process in a lot of ways, even though they finally got their FBI investigation, they still weren't happy, which I was right about. Of course, everybody knew that. Right? We knew that they were just demanding an FBI investigation so that they could use the headline, Brett Kavanaugh is under FBI investigation, and after all is said and done, they're still not happy. The investigation turned up, by all accounts, nothing new on Brett Kavanaugh. So there you go. So Brett Kavanaugh penned an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal, and a lot of people criticized him for his emotional response to what was happening to him. I did not. I saw it as righteous indignation. I saw it as a man who was heartbroken because of the effect this was having on his family. I think most of us can take whatever abuse anyone hurls at us. Well, some are wusses and some aren't, but generally I can take a lot of abuse hurled at me. But when it comes down to going after my family or hurting my parents or anything like that, my mom, my dad's passed, but my mom or anything like that, that would cause me much more pain than just something you hurled at me. And Brett Kavanaugh's the same kind of thing. This guy's been a 28-year lawyer, 12 years as a judge. He's not a wuss. He can take the abuse. But when he saw what was happening to his family, he was devastated. So his Wall Street Journal article is headlined, I'm an independent, impartial judge. Yes, I was emotional last Thursday. I hope everyone can understand I was there as a son, husband, and dad. I'm not going to read you his article. I will post it on the Heidi Harris Show Facebook page. You can check it out. I just highlighted a few comments that I thought were important. 
Judge Kavanaugh says, over the past 12 years, I have ruled sometimes for the prosecution and sometimes for criminal defendants, sometimes for workers and sometimes for business, sometimes for environmentalists and sometimes for coal miners. In each case, I have followed the law. I do not decide cases based on personal or policy preference. I am not a pro-plaintiff or pro-defendant judge. I am not a pro-prosecution or pro-defense judge. I am a pro-law judge, which, of course, drives the left crazy. That's me editorializing. That makes the left crazy. Judge Kavanaugh goes on to say the Supreme Court must never be viewed as a partisan institution. The justices do not sit on opposite sides of the aisle. They do not caucus in separate rooms. And then he goes on to explain why he was so mad. He said, after all the hearings, 30 hours of hearings, and all the people that he met with, the senators, he said, after all these meetings and after my initial hearing concluded, I was subjected to wrongful and sometimes vicious allegations. My time in high school and college has been ridiculously distorted. My wife and daughters have faced vile and violent threats. He said, against this backdrop, I testified before the Judiciary Committee last Thursday to, to defend my family, my good name, and my lifetime of public service. My hearing testimony was forceful and passionate. That is because I forcefully and passionately denied the allegations against me. Anyway, you get the point. This guy was horribly accused of a lot of things, and you can't blame him for righteous indignation. You can't blame the guy for practically being in tears at certain times because of what he was seeing happen to his family. He goes on to say, my statement and answers also reflected my deep distress at the unfairness of how this allegation had been handled. He said, I hope everyone can understand that I was there as a son, husband, and dad. I testified with five people foremost in my mind, my mom, dad, wife, and most of all, my daughters. That's exactly right. And then he goes on to explain how he will be an even-keeled, fair judge. And, of course, that's what drives the left crazy. The left doesn't want judges who actually look at the law and rule the way the Constitution was outlined. They want judges who will make laws from the bench and find rights that don't exist because those various rights fit in with their view of what America should be now and not what America was created to be. And that's what drives the right crazy, is these left-leaning judges who come up with things that you can't even imagine because they don't like a certain thing. Well, you may not like America, and that's a big problem. There are a lot of people in America who don't really like who we are. Even people who were born here, even people who go back generations here in America, don't really like who we are. And can you even imagine a constitution today that was actually drafted by some of these people? They think that all kinds of rights should exist that don't exist. They think people have a right to medical care which of course is a violation of freedom because if you have a right to medical care, then that means you have a right to the labor of others. And I've talked about that many times. Nobody has the right to the labor of others. That's like saying I have a right to free plumbing. No, you don't. You don't have a right to have a plumber come out to your house for free. You don't. But there are some people who will say, but I need it. So therefore, it should be in the Constitution that if I want something and it makes my life better, then I should be able to have it, whether it's some kind of baseline income that people get or free medical care, free plumbing, free education. A lot of people think they should be entitled to a college education for free. Well, someone's got to pay for all of these things. So we have generations and generations of people who believe that there are things that should be constitutional that aren't. And so the left wants to put judges on the bench who will go along with their view of the way they want America to be. Times have changed. Morals have changed. The social construct of America has changed. So therefore, that's what they want. Well, sorry, 
That's not what the people on the right want. We want constitutional judges. And I know a lot of people are freaked out about the mere thought that Brett Kavanaugh could overturn abortion restrictions. First of all, if Roe v. Wade were to be overturned, and I don't know that that's a real danger at this point, if it were to be overturned, all it would do is send abortion law back to the states. Now, there are some states that wouldn't have abortions there, and certainly not legal ones, and other states would. But Roe v. Wade is based on bad case law. It's based on a so-called right to privacy and a case called Griswold versus Connecticut. Why is right to privacy pertinent when it comes to abortion? I mean, that kind of logic escapes me. Whether you think abortion is okay or whether you think abortion is not okay doesn't matter. It's bad case law. There is no right to privacy that has anything to do with abortion. So a lot of people just want the justices to decide things based on what they want and not what the law actually says. And we get that. I know I'm preaching to the choir when saying that. Most people understand it. But Brett Kavanaugh is the kind of guy who's actually going to look at the law. And he's going to weigh it very carefully, regardless of which side he irritates. And when he was doing his initial testimony, he was talking about some cases where various Supreme Court justices had ruled against the presidents who nominated them, because he was asked that by some members of the court or the Senate Judiciary Committee. And he said, yeah, he said, I can give you some cases where the justice has ruled against the president. In other words, he wasn't afraid to make a ruling against the president who nominated him. And that's really important too. The judiciary should be independent. And he's been very clear on that, which is another thing that drives the people crazy. They want left-leaning justices who will back whatever a left-leaning president says. That's not the way it's supposed to go. The left views the Supreme Court as the last stop for getting legislation through that couldn't possibly pass in a state legislature. When the public doesn't want it, they get it through in the Supreme Court and they cram it down everybody's throat. That's the way the left wants the court to work. And they don't care if it has anything to do with the Constitution as long as it fits in with their view of what America should be. And Brett Kavanaugh is not going to be that person, and that's what's driving them crazy. And he's not even talking about abortion. He's not saying how he would rule in any case. How could he possibly say that? Nobody should say that during a hearing. And Brett Kavanaugh was asked a lot more questions than many of the potential justices to the Supreme Court were asked in hearings. A lot more pointed questions. But you know what? After all, we don't care because the rules are different for Republican nominees than they are for Democratic nominees. And he's not take, he's not a Republican or a Democrat. He's not taking those sides. The fact of the matter is he's just going to be somebody who follows the law. And sadly, there are people in America who are terrified at the possibility or the probability or the prospect of a Kavanaugh Supreme Court. They just can't even stand it. And as you all know, Gorsuch was one thing, because Gorsuch, as a Supreme Court justice, was just replacing already a conservative, Antonin Scalia. Well, now, because Kavanaugh is replacing Kennedy, even though he used to work for Kennedy, that still doesn't make him a good guy as far as they're concerned. So it's just sad that it got to be so partisan, and unfortunately, that's the way D.C. is now. This man's reputation has been permanently hurt. But ultimately, I do believe he will be confirmed to the Supreme Court. I mean, think about it. Just about a month ago, Brett Kavanaugh had a perfect life, right? He'd been 12 years on the second highest court in the land, 28 years as an attorney, most of it in public service. Perfect life, got a nice wife, kids, he coached, he did all kinds of things, and all of a sudden he gets nominated to the Supreme Court, and they are trying to destroy him. Can you even imagine how you would feel? Digging through old yearbooks? Really? We all want to go there? Mm, I don't think so. That would clean the swamp, wouldn't it? 
You could drain the swamp fast if you went through everybody's old high school yearbooks. Such hypocrisy. Join me for the Heidi Harris Show weekdays, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. live at 670 a.m. KMZQ in Las Vegas. You can also sign up for my free newsletter at HeidiHarris.com. And, of course, you can follow me at uh, Twitter, Heidiology. I had to change my Twitter because Twitter last week blocked me out of my main Twitter account. So I'm on another one. It's called Heidiology. Who knows how long that will last. I don't have a lot of followers there because most people don't know about it. But you can follow me if you want to there. And you can check all that out at HeidiHarris.com. Also, pick up a copy of my latest book. It's called Don't Pat Me on the Head. I think it will encourage you, if you've ever been through stuff at work, to try to get through the tough stuff and keep moving. That's what it basically was written about. It's not about whining. It's kind of a chronicle of my 20-year career and my life before radio. But overall, it's a book that should encourage you to take the hits and keep moving. It's called Don't Pat Me on the Head, Blowbacks, Setbacks, and Comebacks in Vegas Radio. You can pick it up at Amazon or there's a link at my HeidiHarris.com website. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scott. Ball.